Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, friends. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. And praise the Lord that we can hear his word and learn from him even through this medium. Today, my question to you is, are you led of God? Are you led of God? As we look at scripture, we see the theme of God's leading or the leading of the Holy Spirit all over scripture. The people of God were known as the people who followed the voice of God. The people of God, whenever they stopped listening and following his voice, went astray and started living like the rest of the world. As we go through this season of the pandemic, are you led of God? Are you led of the Holy Spirit? What is the influence that leads you, that guides your decision making? You see, in the world we live in today, everything is fighting for our attention. We have social media influencers. We have influencers in this world who are trying to sway us to one direction or another. We have people with different motives and different agendas who are trying to lead us and persuade us to follow their way of life. Yet the Bible is clear that we are only to be led of God, that we are only to follow his guidance. If you have your Bible, please turn to, with me to the book of Exodus. We are going to be spending much of our time this month in the book of Exodus. And as we look at the year 2021, as we start in this um, early weeks of this year, I want you to ask yourselves and to be very intentional about what is influencing the decisions that you're making? What is influencing uh, the moves that you're making in your career, in your education life, uh, in your family? What is that influence that you, when you look at, you know that this is what is making me or guiding me to make this decision? We cannot just make decisions based on our emotions only. We cannot just make decisions based on whims. We cannot just make decisions based on what our friends want or what we feel is good. Our decisions have to be influenced by God. As children of God, we have to always work towards having God leading us. So today... If you look at the story of the children of Israel, let me just read to you chapter 13 of Exodus. Verse 21, it says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and by night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. The Lord went before the children of Israel while they were in the desert in a pillar of cloud to lead the way. And by night, he went in a pillar of fire to give them light. Now, I don't know about you, but it feels like we are going through a season of wilderness right now. It feels like we are not sure where we are going to end up in the next couple of months. If you told me last year at a time like this, or when we began 
the lockdown in March, if you told me that in January of 2021, we will still be in a lockdown, I would not believe you. I bet if you told the children of Israel when they were leaving um, Egypt that 10 years from that time, they will still be in the wilderness or 20 years or even 30 years, 40 years, that they will still be in the wilderness. They will not believe you. And yet we see that in their season of wilderness, they had someone. They had God as their leader. They chose to rely on God. They chose to rely on God for their guidance, for their leadership, to be their compass. They did not know where they were going. They did not know where the, the sand dune once they pass one sand dune to another, where they will end up. They did not know where the water will come from. They did not know where the food will come from in the desert. Yet, they relied on God to guide them. You see, this did not just begin here. If you go back to the book of Exodus chapter 1, Exodus actually chapter 2, we read from verse 1, that and, and a man of the house of Levi went and took a wife, a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, dotted it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it and laid it in the reeds by the river bank. And his sister stood afar off, to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrew children. Verse 7 says, then his father said, then his sister said to Pharaoh, Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew woman that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him and the child grew and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. Well, we come to a season in the life of the children of Israel where they are going through affliction. You see, it is many years since they came down into Egypt, since the times of Joseph. They came down and now that generation of Joseph and his children has died, has gone away. There's a new generation. In fact, in chapter 1, the Bible says that there was a new king in Egypt who did not know of Joseph, did not know of that generation or the history. And he gave a command and said, you know what, let's get rid of these Israelites. Let's reduce their numbers because they feared them. They feared that one day 
the children of Israel may revolt, and because they are many in number, they would actually kill the Egyptians. And so a plan was hatched, and with every plan, there was failure until this time, the king said that every male child that was born was to be thrown in the river. Now, I want you to notice how God leads the mother to Moses in a supernatural way that the life of Moses would be saved. Let's just begin by thinking about how for three months this mother kept a baby boy quiet. I mean, the first three months of a child, the child is always crying. The child is always, you know, seeking attention. And the child is constantly making a sound. And for three months, we see this mother has kept her child quiet. And it comes to a time that she can no longer hide the child. She can no longer keep the child even more quiet. And she decides, you know what? I am going to make a basket for this child and put this child in the reeds next to the river. But what we do not notice is the hand of God in this whole process. Because I believe that it is the Holy Spirit. It is God who actually led this mother. And it is actually the hand of God that was upon her to guide her through this process of making the basket. Of ensuring that at a specific time when the daughter to Pharaoh was going down the river. That she will notice this basket and see it. And want to keep, I believe that there is no coincidence here. I believe that God was leading everyone in this scene, everyone in this history at this particular time. I see the hand of God in the guidance of these people as the salvation of Moses comes through. You see, it, was, it would have been easy for Pharaoh to say, you know, that's a Hebrew boy. He has to die. But, in, but because it is, it is Pharaoh's daughter who asks for the Hebrew child to be kept alive, Pharaoh has to agree. And I see the hand of God in all this. God leading the way in every step. I don't know about you, but as I look into my life, I see many instances where God is leading and guiding me. I remember when... Um, you know, I was a young man and had a desire to go into ministry and did not know what to do, where to start. I see how God in his providence brought men and women along my way to just guide me and to speak to me and to mentor me and to show me the way that I should go. And here I am today. And I believe that in your life, you have to choose who will lead you. In 2021, you have to choose who is going to be the major influence in your life. As I mentioned before, social media is clamoring for your attention. They want to influence the way you live. We have social influencers who are always trying to guide us and to influence us in a way we should go. The question is, as a child of God, are you going to listen? Are you going to follow the way of the influencers? Or are you going to follow the way of God? My prayer is that today we will be conscious of what is leading us. We will be conscious of the force 
that is guiding us. As children of God, we will be conscious to know that the way I am going, it is not God who is leading me, but it is my selfish ambitions which are guiding me. It is my selfish desires which are leading me. It is my friends who are influencing my decision. It is my parents and not God. And when we get to that place, when we can separate between God's voice and man's voice, then we will have matured and grown as children of God. So who is leading you today? Who is guiding you? Man, when I read this story of how Moses was saved from death through Pharaoh's daughter, I see God's guidance and God's leadership upon Moses' mother. If God did not lead this mother to put Moses, to first of all protect Moses as a young boy, and then have her put her next to the river and have her sister watch and then guide through the whole step, Moses would not have survived. I believe that God has specific plan for us. He has a specific way that we need to go. And we should not miss it. We should not miss it because we are listening to the voice of the world. We should not miss it because we are listening to our own selfish ambitions. We should not miss it because we are listening to our friends. God's plan for our lives is clear. God has laid it for us in his word. And we only need to follow his leading and we shall get there so i want you as you start this new year as you go through the next couple of weeks as you draw out your ambitions as your plan as you draw up your plans as you even pray about them i need you to ask yourself i need you to ask yourself a question who is guiding what is influencing who is leading me to come to this goals is it god because if it is not god then we we are bound to fail if it is not god then our plans our ambitions everything is about to fail in your relationship is it led by god is it a godly relationship or is it a relationship born out of lust I pray that as we go through the seasons, the coming weeks, that as we look at the theme of the leading of the Holy Spirit in Scripture, that it will be clear the way that you should go. It will be clear that this is the way God wants and desires for you. Father, I pray for everyone who's listening to this podcast today. I ask that your Holy Spirit will be so so alive in them that we will not be able to suppress the voice of the Spirit of God. I pray that your leading will be so evident that everything else that is not from you will just vanish in thin air. I pray for wisdom over everyone who's listening today as we make our goals, as we pray as we plan for 2021, Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit will be there to guide us and to lead us. And we will be wise 
to listen to the leading of your Holy Spirit. So thank you for today. I pray for everyone as they go through the next week that they will follow, take every step according to how you've purposed for us to go. Be glorified, my God. Be exalted. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. We would like really to get your comments um, and your amens. So please comment, share, and God bless you. Now we come to verse number two. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. The Bible says, so he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Verse three says, then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn. Let me just pause there and just give you some thoughts of, of, of what I see God is, is, is teaching us through this. And the first thing I see is that God is doing something supernatural. There is something supernatural that is happening. And this is a very popular Sunday school story of a burning bush. The bush is burning but is not consumed. And I want you to notice that in our lives, there are so many things that God is doing. Some of them will be unnatural. But most of the time, God is doing things and we are not looking. God is sending signals and we are not aware. We are not sensitive to his work. We are not sensitive to his voice. God is doing supernatural and unnatural things all around us. And yet we are not aware. Our eyes are not open in anticipation of God's work. So we just go through this life and we say, God is not speaking to me. Well, are you pausing? Are you really listening? Are you really waiting on him and expecting him to speak to you? Are you watching out for the signs of him speaking to you? We find Moses is in the desert and he notices something unnatural. Now, if there is anything that we can say about the season that we are in is that we are living in unnatural days. The pandemic has made us to sit and pause and ask ourselves, what is God doing through this pandemic? Because I believe that there is something God is doing. But are we watching out? Are we, do we have our eyes open for what God is doing? Or are we just saying, oh, you know, this is just natural. It's just another pandemic that happens once in a century. God is doing something, friends. And God, if we are going to live lives that are led by fire, we have to have our eyes open for God's work. My prayer is that, Lord, make me sensitive to the burning bush around me. Make me sensitive to the unnatural, to the supernatural thing that you're doing around me. And the Bible says that Moses turns aside. It's, it's not enough. It's not enough for us to see what God is doing. But do we respond when God does something? When God speaks to us, do we respond to that voice? When God leads us, when God sends some, a sign to us, do we respond to that? Do we stop to pause? Do we stop everything? 
Do we stop what we are doing? To gaze upon the Lord. To go deeper. To pray. To seek God. When we see something unnatural. When, when we hear a prophecy. When we get a vision. Do we pause? Do we stop? When we get a dream. Do we stop and ask God, God, what are you trying to tell me? Or do we just go on with our lives? So the Bible says that Moses turned aside to look. And when he looked, the Bible says in verse 4, So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, you see, so God is watching us. He is waiting for our reaction. God does something and then he waits for our reaction. If he sees that we hear him, if he sees that we are obeying, then the Bible says, then God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. You see, God is watching you. He is watching your next step. He is giving you a sign. He has given you a sign. He is performing something supernatural around you. And then he waits for your response, for your response. And when you respond, when you respond, then he goes further to speak. And he says, Moses, Moses. And he tells them, Moses, I do not draw near to this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. And moreover, verse 6 says, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And the Bible says, and Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. You see, God introduced him, introduces himself to Moses and shows him, you know what? I actually have a relationship with you. I am connected with you. He does not say, I was the God of Abraham. He says, I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. You see, God is always seeking for a relationship with us, even in our busyness. He says, I am your God. I am your king. As you go through this, I am with you. Praise God. And he continued in verse 7, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people. So this is the plan. I have seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I know the sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and a large land and a land flowing with milk and honey. Let me just pause there. You see, God says, I see. And he says, I hear. And he says, I know. And I have come to deliver. And that's the exact same thing that God says to us today. He says, my child, I see your tribulation. I see your hardship. I see what you're going through. I hear your, you crying at night. I hear your sorrow. I hear. I hear. I know. In fact, I am concerned 
I know what you're going through. I know how this has affected you. I know the hardship you're facing. And I have come to deliver you. Wow. What an awesome God. You see, in, in, in Exodus chapter 2, verse, verse 24, it says this, So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Isaac. And with Jacob, and God looked upon the children of Israel, and God acknowledged them. And he's repeating the same thing here. He says, I have seen, I have heard, I know, and now I have come to deliver. I have come to break every chain. I have come to set you free. I have come to set you free from slavery. And I have come to set you free from sin. And the best part about it is that God did not just come to set them free and let them go off wandering in the desert. But God, the Bible says that he set them free. And continues in, in, uh, in the same verse, verse 8. It says, to bring them up from the land to a land, to a good and a large land. So he's bringing them out of bondage, out of slavery, to a good and a large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites. You see, when God saves us, when he saves us from this scene, he's not saving us to leave us just to wander off, but he is saving us to bring us to his kingdom. He is saving us from this kingdom of darkness to bring us into kingdom of light. And he's telling Moses that I am going to deliver my children from the chains, from slavery. And I am going to set them free, but not just free. I am going to give them a good land. You see, there's a purpose for you to be led by fire. There's a reason why God has chose, chosen to save you. There's a reason why God has chosen to set you apart. And the reason is that, that the people around you may see. Because he wants to send you to those people. He wants to send you to speak the message of salvation and of deliverance. And he must start with you. He must save you from the life of bondage and set you free to a, to a kingdom of light. So that when you go out into the darkness to bring out the, the people who are in darkness, they will see the light in you and know that God is at work in you. You see, God's power is working in us and through us. And he wants to use us. God does not save you for yourself. He does not, does not save you to take you to heaven. No, he saves you so that he can send you. In John 20, 21, see, Jesus says that as the Father has sent me, I send you. A life that is led by fire is a life that responds to the supernatural is a life that hears and responds to God is a life that is sensitive to the leading of the spirit of God 
and continues and, and the story continues. And we don't have, I don't have much time, but I just want you to let you know that you will find out who you are. Because Moses asked God, but who am I? Who am I? Who am I to bring out the children of Israel? Who am I to go before Pharaoh? Who am I? And this is, I always ask myself this question. Who am I, God? Who am I? Who am I? But God tells him that you will, you will know when you bring the children of Israel to this mountain. You will know when you bring the children of Israel in my presence, here on the mountain where my presence dwells. You see, we will know ourselves. We only get to know ourselves in the presence of God. When we experience the presence of God, man, that's good. When we experience the presence of God, that's when we truly know ourselves. Somebody once says that forgetfulness of self and focus on God leads us to understand who we are. Forgetfulness of self and focus on God leads us to understand who we are. So God wants to reveal himself to us. He wants to use us so that people can be saved. And God wants to change us and show us why he created us and who he created us to be. Are you led by fire, my friend? Are you led by fire? Because a life that is led by fire is a life that responds to the voice of God. He sees us, he hears us, he knows us, and he has come to deliver us. Father, I pray for my listeners today that, Lord, may you meet them where they are. Meet them where they are in, the, in this journey of faith. There are some, Lord, who do not know when you speak. They are not aware when supernatural things are happening all around them. They are not aware. May you open their eyes. May allow them to be sensitive to the voice of the Spirit of God. Allow them to be sensitive to your leading. Allow them to be sensitive to your voice. And when they are sensitive... They will stop what they are doing and gaze upon you. They will stop what they are doing and grow deeper and get to know you better and better. So we thank you for today. Continue to speak to us and continue to lead us by fire in, even in the coming days. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me, friends, today. Praise the Lord. I trust that God has kept you. We are going through the book of Exodus, and we are seeing a theme of God leading his people. And last week I asked you, what is the number one influence that helps you in making decisions? Or what is the number one reason you choose to follow route A instead of route B? What is that force that is leading you? When we look at the book of Exodus, we see a theme of God leading his people. 
And my prayer throughout this year and my prayer throughout this pandemic and the last couple of months has been, God, lead me, lead me, guide me, show me where to, t- to go, show me the next step that I should take. And I pray that this is going to be your prayer also. You know, when we look at the book of Exodus, we see God leading his people by fire. And I call this series Led. Okay, or if you like, you can call it led by fire. And you see, God wants to lead you and me, and he wants to lead us by fire. He wants to lead us by his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the fire of God, and God wants to lead us using or through by his Holy Spirit. He wants his fire to burn within us. He wants his Holy Spirit to blaze a path before us. He wants to use us in a way that we cannot imagine. He wants to do supernatural things in us. God wants to use us to do supernatural things in this world. The Bible says that no eye has seen or or ear had what the Lord has in store. For those who love him. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be led by God. And we are in Exodus chapter number three, and we are going to be looking at this story today. The story of Moses. Chapter two, remember Moses was born, was born during a time when the king in Egypt had decreed that every male child who was born was to be thrown or was to be killed, was to be thrown into the river. And so Moses is born. His mother uh, manages to keep him safe for the first three months. And a time came when, you know, he could not, he, she could no longer keep him safe. And so decides to uh, put him in a, in, a, in a reed, in a basket of reeds and put him in the, um, in the river. And God, through his providence, sees Moses saved and uh, Moses grows up. In the household of Pharaoh. As you read down in chapter 2, you Moses grows up and realizes that he was not an Egyptian. And so, he identifies with the Israelites. He commits a crime when he sees an Israelite being um, abused by an Egyptian. He actually kills the Egyptian and buries him. Father, when he discovered that his sin had been found out, he runs away. He flees to Midian. And so we pick up the story today. We are in Exodus chapter number three and Moses has fled. Exodus chapter three, verse one, let's read together. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he fled and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Now, I want you to notice, and something very important to know is that between chapter 2 and chapter 3, there has been about 40 years between uh, these two chapters. And how do we know that it's 40 40 years? In Exodus, uh, in the book of Acts, chapter 7, verse 30, it says, And when 40 years had passed, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in a bush, in the wilderness of Mount Sinai. Talking about Moses. 
between the time that he fled Egypt and the time that God is about to appear to him, it's 40 years. And so it's 40 years and God is showing up in the life of Moses. God is introducing himself to the life of Moses. For 40 years, Moses has been in the wilderness and maybe thinking, you know what? <laughs> My time is wasted. What am I doing leading sheep? You know, what am I doing here as a shepherd? But I want you to know something that God never wastes our experiences. We will see how his experience in Midian, he is experienced at this Mount Horeb. His experience in the desert is going to help him when he is going to be leading the children of Israel in this same desert. I want you to know that as you're going through tough seasons, as you're going through trying and challenging moments, that God will not waste those moments, that those moments are precious because there is something that God is trying to teach you. There is something that God is trying to, to there's, a, there's a perseverance that maybe God is trying to bring out in you that you will use later in life. Every experience that we go through is not wasted. It's an investment for the future. It is an investment for the future and God is always in the process of preparing us preparing us preparing us equipping us making us ready for tomorrow making us ready to tackle this problem if you face a loss today and you go through it gracefully know that there is a reason why God is preparing you for the years to come maybe it is to serve other people who will go through a similar loss but you will not know. What I want you to remember is that that experience is not a waste. So Moses is in Horeb. He is right now shepherding the flock. But it is in this same Horeb that God will bring him back with the children of Israel. So we continue in verse 3 and the Bible uh, in verse 2 and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold the bush was burning with fire but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said I will now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush does not burn. Let me just pause there. So the angel of the Lord, and this is important because the angel of the Lord, when you study this in the Hebrew, what it ultimately means is that it's like Jesus <laughs> who appeared in the form of an angel to Moses. And in this burning bush, the angel wants to speak to Moses. Moses sees something unnatural. He sees something that is happening that was not normal. I'm sure in the desert, if there was one common thing in desert, is that it's so hot. And if there's any bush that is dry, it's easy for it to, be, to catch fire and be consumed by the fire. But something supernatural is happening in that there is a bush 
that is burning, but there is no, the bush is not consumed. The bush is burning, but it's just a flame without actually consuming the bush. Something supernatural, something unnatural is happening. And I want you to know that God is always doing something 